Fred's Front Porch Podcast is made possible by Jenner Zeno and Studio Stargazer. Our unofficial patron saint, Alex Oliphant. Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Edith Keeler, and Hermione Granger. Welcome, fellow traveler, on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred, and this is my front porch. Come on up and sit a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. The power of gratitude. Thanksgiving is around the corner, and this seems like as good a time as any to reflect on the value and the power of gratitude. If you're a regular listener to this show, you know that I end at least two-thirds of my episodes with what I call my gratitudes. I thank the people who not only support this show financially, but in many cases, I thank those who simply show me kindness in one form or another. I have honestly never understood why I am the recipient of such inordinate amounts of kindness. I am unaware of having done anything remarkable to deserve it. Among the nicest things anyone has ever said to me came from a friend I knew in high school, who is now a successful attorney in Las Vegas, when he said the answer was simple. I'm George Bailey. If you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, you probably don't know the reference, but if you have, you recognize what a beautiful thing that was to say. George Bailey never did anything big or important, but he made a little difference here and a little difference there, and each of those made a larger difference elsewhere. All I have to give is best given from a distance. I have almost no money. I have no physical abilities at all. I'm not the guy to call when you're moving. The best I can do for anyone is to help them with their writing, and I'm rarely asked. I have no ability to bring anyone physical pleasure intimately anymore. Diabetes has destroyed that entirely. So, what do I have to give? All I can think of is that I do everything I can to show everyone love and kindness in all the ways I can imagine. If nothing else, I won't be yelling at you anymore, ever. The last time I did that, about a year and a half ago, I exploded at a roommate and I spent seven hours sitting in the grass a hundred yards or so from my house. I took my soda and cigarettes and simply sat in the sun and later in the moonlight until I could regain some semblance of control of myself. The police actually showed up, but I wasn't breaking any laws they could imagine. I'm fortunate to be a straight white male because we know that might have ended much differently if I weren't. I find that living with gratitude helps me to improve the way I think of my life. 
I live in relative poverty, but I am much better off than those who are homeless. I don't eat well, but I can make tacos most of the time. Now that I have a place to live with a stove I'm not afraid is going to explode when I try to light it. I have a wonderful bed that a friend not only gave me, but brought into the house and assembled for me. I have beautiful sheets that I could never in a billion years have bought for myself because another friend gave me both those and an incredibly comfortable comforter. I have a place to live because someone allowed me this place when I was in a desperate situation and I love my little home. As I've said repeatedly, I'm never moving again. Someday there will be bookcases here and I will have access to all my books again. In short, I have all I could ever want. And when I remember this, I find the feelings of gratitude filling my soul. It's a wonderful feeling. It helps fight the depression that visits me more frequently than I visit the shower. I should certainly be dead by now. I should have died of diabetic ketoacidosis at least 15 times in the last four years, but friends keep saving me. I should be homeless, but people keep coming to my rescue. I should be starving, but friends keep ensuring I have enough to buy groceries. I should be suicidal, but people keep listening to my show and they remind me I need to do just one more episode before I shuffle off this mortal coil. I intended episode 50, Horace's final five, to be my suicide note, but my friend Jenner made it into such an extraordinary work of art that I had to keep working to see what more we could do. Here I am 75 episodes later, continuing to try to change the world. I think I have made some small differences along the way. I taught elementary school for 29 years, and some of those I taught have saved my life. This show has earned me friends who tell me I made a difference in their lives. Some of them keep bending over backward to keep me alive and housed and fed, and I don't believe I would recognize many of them if they showed up at my front door. Friends I haven't seen since high school have returned to my life to keep me alive and well. They've saved my car when I used to have one, helped me move, bought me groceries, and offered kind words when I most needed them. My Rhiannon, see my Horace stories to understand the reference, who would rarely even talk to me when I knew her in high school, occasionally comes to my page to click like, and she fills me with joy. I am all but certain she has no idea who she is, and I will never tell, but she has the superpower of making my day with the click of a mouse, and I'm grateful to her for that simple act. It's easy to be cynical. There are more than enough reasons to be angry, disappointed, disgusted, and depressed, even if it's not the clinical depression many of us battle daily. 
The world is often ugly. I don't deny that. But being cynical does nothing, at least in my experience, to help anyone. If there is a problem in the world that you believe is in particular need of solving, I can think of lots of those, including ending racism, misogyny and homophobia, lessening income inequality, and the elimination of poverty, homelessness, and hunger. Deciding it can't be done solves nothing. I've never heard of a cynic who fixed anything. Have you? I could complain, and sometimes do, about the way our welfare system is set up to make it as difficult as possible for anyone to get help and that it's designed to keep people in poverty. I mentioned during my food stamps interview that a friend had sent me a check for $150 and DES took $192 out of the amount I would have otherwise gotten for food. I can be angry, but that won't fix the system. I like to believe voting might help. Instead, I choose to focus on the fact that I could be much worse off than I am, and I look at my beautiful studio, and I am thankful to be so blessed to live here with no one to tell me what's wrong with me. It just feels better. And for me, life is about feeling as good as you can, as often as you can, and as long as you can. I enjoy mobster stories. I admire their commitment to family and a code of ethics that makes sense to me. Obviously, I'm opposed to murder, and I'm not a fan of theft or other crimes, but I find something else of value in nearly all of them. They are all brought down by the inability ever to have enough. 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 Al Capone had infinitely more wealth than I will ever have. If you put your wealth, mine, and the wealth of any 500 people we know together in one pile, it still wouldn't be as much as he had. He felt he needed more, and he continued to do unforgivable things to get it. You and I know what it is to have enough. Perhaps it would be nice to have a little more than I do now, but so long as I can pay rent, eat food, and I can have my cigarettes, my soda, and my weed, I don't need any more than that. I can be happy with those needs met. to have your very own Fred's Front Porch Podcast coffee mug? Well, it's technically a latte mug, but since I drink neither, it's just a place to keep my pens on my desk, but it's very cool. 
you can get a t-shirt, a hoodie, and even a candle. My friends have set up a Studio Stargazer store where you can buy nearly any merch you want. Who came up with the word merch, anyway? Is there something wrong with saying merchandise? And I'll never use the term swag. <clears throat> anyway. If you're dying to show off your love of the show, about which no one knows, and you can't wait the three months you have to be on Patreon to get anything, and sometimes it takes even longer when Patreon drops the ball and I have to send them cranky emails to complain my supporters aren't getting what they're supposed to get. StudioStargazer.org slash shop will get you stuff from both my show and from Mindway. I hope to have enough money left over in December to get a couple of these things myself. So, swing by studiostargazer.org slash shop to proclaim your love of our show. I think the three of us split like 5% of your purchase. My cut will go toward printing my novel. We hope to see you there. If I can then have the time to do the things that I enjoy, as far as I'm concerned, life is beautiful. Why do I need millions of dollars in the bank? I suppose I could use it to help a few folks, but I don't really need it for myself. There's nothing I want that costs that much. Perhaps Valerie Bertinelli would agree to have dinner with me for a million dollars, but I've gone 59 years without her doing that, and I suspect I can be happy with my banquet-frozen Salisbury steaks by myself. I wouldn't be able to speak a coherent sentence to her anyway. You scare the hell out of me, and I haven't been in love with you for more than 40 years. I would be a mass of quivering jello at the dinner table with Valerie. The other advantage of gratitude is that if you learn to express it properly, you can give a form of joy to the person to whom you are grateful. It's best to be specific about how they made a difference in your life and to ensure they understand how big that difference is. Thank you is nice, but insufficient. The bed, for example, gave me a feeling of safety security, and even luxury. It made me feel something like a prince. The sheets and comforter keep me warm, and they are so soft I never want to get out of bed. Saving my car meant I could continue to go to work, and this kept me from being homeless, living in a dumpster or a van down by the river. I made sure the people who did these things for me understood how much it meant to me. I never want them to doubt how highly I value their kindness. I like to believe the givers felt almost as good as I did. This has at least two positive effects. The first is that you improved someone else's minutes on this planet they get to feel that they are good people. They made a difference. They get to glow just a little 
in the light of your gratitude. That's a lovely feeling. It makes you shine a little brighter. The second is that it makes them want to help you again sometime. This may keep you alive a little longer. It may help you get your rent paid or get your groceries or sometimes just keep you from running out of caffeine. Some of us are entirely incapable of functioning at all without that. <clears throat> sometimes it's that they will have the words you need to hear. Or in my case, read, since I'm afraid of you. To make you decide it's worthwhile to live for one more day. They rub some of the dirt off of you so you can shine just a little more brightly. For me, the most beautiful and important thing we can do is to make a difference in someone's life. The first night I was in California, I was out of caffeine. I was finally forced to pay obscene amounts of money to get soda delivered to where we were in the middle of nowhere. I had no key to the gate, so I went out to meet the driver. She got lost in the dark and she had trouble finding the place. I told her I understood completely and I was grateful that she made the effort to find us. Tony was there as well, although I hadn't asked him to be. He told the driver it's not his fault she doesn't know how to use Google Maps, that the place is on Google Maps and she needed to do her job properly. She should learn how to do her job. If you don't know who Tony is, you should listen to episode 124, Unlocking the Gate. And she obviously felt bad. She had already clearly experienced some lousy minutes trying to find the place. She was upset about that. There was nothing to be gained in ruining a few more of her minutes. After I got back to my trailer, I got back on the app and I doubled her tip. I hope she understood she didn't need to feel bad. Who was better off for Tony's hurtful words and attitude? Did he somehow get taller by making someone else feel smaller? When given the choice to show gratitude or contempt, I recommend gratitude. It's better for you. It's better for its recipient. It may be better for someone else down the line when the person to whom you gave a couple of nice minutes feels like giving nice minutes to someone else and it may grow from there. You may set in motion a chain of happy, happy minute, minute dominoes. Domino. It's a tiny little way to change the world just a little tiny bit. It's all most of us small people can do. I can't sign a bill to rebuild our infrastructure. I can't buy the homeless a house. I can't feed anyone much beyond myself and I often have difficulty doing that. But I do the little I can. The Grand Canyon was carved little by little over between five and six million years. And it's among the most awe-inspiring sights on the planet. Let's work on doing that. We do it by leading with love.
My default position is to love you. Sometimes I am forced to change my feelings about someone, but I try very hard not to do that. I find that if I treat people with love, most of them will reciprocate. I prefer being loved to being hated. It feels better. It's more secure. It doesn't cause me to loathe myself any more than I already do. We do it by showing people all the little bits of kindness we can, whenever we can. It takes less than two minutes to wish your friend happy birthday on Facebook, and it may well make them feel good for a couple of seconds. It's as easy to be kind to the driver who couldn't find your place as it is to attack them for their failure. It's a matter of the words you choose and the attitude you display. I would be dead today were it not for friends who owe me nothing, saving my life repeatedly. Repeated, 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 repeated. I would still be living in fear in my little trailer in California if a friend hadn't intervened to save me. I would be without food today if it weren't for my Patreon and Anchor supporters. The least I can do is show them gratitude for what they've done. I like to believe you're better off than I am. I know you have some form of technology that enables you to hear this. It might be a cheap phone or an audiophile sound system, but you have something. I hope you have a home to keep you warm and safe and dry and a comfortable bed in which to sleep. I assume you have enough food to eat. I like to believe that you are loved by many more people than just me. I hope that you have enough. 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 All of those are reasons to be grateful. Spend just a little while today focusing on that. See how it makes you feel. Then see if you can do something, no matter how small, to improve someone else's day. You matter. You are important. You are loved. You make a difference. Keep all of that in mind as you face the difficulties ahead. And don't let the depression monster keep you down. Listen to the beat inside your chest. Hear the drummer calling you to do your best. And don't you dim your light for no one. We can shine. shine, shine. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yes, it's time for voicemail. Do you have thoughts or opinions or criticisms or crankiness to share with the rest of us? If you're sitting on the porch, we'd love to hear from you. Call us at 480-331-9822. Leave us a voicemail and we'll put you on the air. That number again, 480 431 
9822. Here are this week's voicemails. You've got mail. Hey Fred, it's Robert uh, Blomker. I uh, just wanted to uh, give you a little bit of a, you know, a shout out. Amazing uh, what you went through in California. And uh, I know for a fact that if there's anybody else, anybody in this world that can shine, it is you. So you're an inspiration to a lot of us. Um, and we cannot thank you enough for allowing us to join you on your front porch, uh, be it from Arizona or California or wherever you are. Um, keep up the great work uh, and it's, it's amazing what you've done and who you are and just how you persevere through everything with the love of your friends and your podcast it's amazing um, always have been a fan of you since uh, you know you've taught me back what 20 something 20 odd years ago so keep up the amazing work my friend and uh, I'm proud to call you my friend uh, and thank you This is the first time we have ever had more than 50 people on this list, and I couldn't be happier. We picked up nearly a dozen new supporters during my birthday week, and I'm overwhelmed. I want to thank the new folks first, since they've never heard their names here before. So, thank you to our newcomers. Sandy Brower, who is an extraordinary kindergarten teacher with whom I once had the honor of working. Kim, who loves animals as much as I do. Deborah Rice, who taught me almost all I know about theater. Jamie Sassy, who is an amazing student of mine and is now, I believe, a wonderful mother. Andrea Grinstead, who has been one of my closest friends for well over 30 years. MJ, who is among the kindest and most 
compassionate people I've ever met. Pavel Shabayev, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, recently increased his level of support. Miles O'Brien, who is one of my best students long ago, showed up a week ago for the first time. Greg Royball, who got me to laugh most of the way through high school, also just arrived. And Frau Bluka, one of the best teachers I ever knew, is also very new. These are the names of the people in our community. These are people to whom I am grateful not only for their financial support, but for opening their minds to my ideas. You may reject them, but you consider them, and I'm honored to have the privilege of talking to you. Jenner Zeno and Studio Stargazer, Hermione Granger, Edith Keeler, Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Sherlock the Mystery Patron, Mandy, Barbara Hauser, Kevin Boyce, Joe March, Miles O'Brien, and Sandy Brower, Lena Miller, Mike Cooper, Phil Parkman, Judy Wyrnius Morris. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Judy. I just read it again and realized, wow, I've been mispronouncing that for a long time. I apologize. Chris Donnelly, Corey Pluard, Claude Burt Lansden, Jesse Rogers, Virginia Rupert, Scott Shelby, Mark Rosma, Laura Engram, Natalie, Elizabeth Bennett, Zarif, Robert Blanker, Greg Royball, Pavel Shabayev, and Frau Bluka. Cindy Mandel, Amos Stewart, Michelle Sylvester, Marley Maple Miracle, Carrie Dedeo, Ursula Phillips, Sarah Nimitz, John G., Christine L. Patterson, Chuck Curry, Corey, Roxanne Wolf, Kim, Deborah Rice, Jamie Sassy, Andrea Grinstead, MJ, and our tearless and tireless supporter, Jereen. On Anchor, we have Zara, Daniel H., Piper K. Young, A.A. Milne, John Donovan, Stacy Height, and Cindy Mandel again, and Corey again. Thank you for sharing this journey with us. It is in the darkest skies that the stars shine most brightly. All of us will shine together. Thanks for letting me share.
share my thoughts and ideas with you. Follow me at Front Porch Fred on Twitter. And get your episodes early and commercial free on Patreon. See you next week. Produced by Studio Stargazer.